Hello there, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. Also, you want to join my wife and myself over on Facebook. Uh, That's Grace Teaching Ministry. And uh, we welcome you there. We look to you as the most important person there because without you, we can't even teach. We teach so we can learn and we learn so we can teach. Uh, We're talking about how we can apply the scripture. And, uh, you know, one thing is to read a verse uh, out of the Bible. But another uh, is to understand what it uh, is saying. And context is really important in Scripture, and so that's what we're going to do today. For an example, we're going to go to Ephesians 1-7. A lot of times uh, we'll pull this out and we'll like, you know, we can even encourage one another with this. And it says, In Him we have redemption through His blood. Okay, and so redemption, you know, that that sounds really encouraging. You know, we can read that verse and we can teach others that verse and we can quote that to others. And uh, But what does redemption mean? And what is Paul talking about here, uh, Ephesians 1, 7? First of all, to get the full context of this message that Paul is presenting to the church in Christ at Ephesus, we have to go to Ephesians 1, 3. Okay, and so we're going to go there, and what we're going to discover is Paul is talking about spiritual blessings here. And it starts with Ephesians 1, 3, where he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And so uh, when we think about redemption, we're thinking about, well, that's just one of the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. And uh, what does it mean? Uh, and that's, that's really important for us to understand what that means. And so let's go through this real quick. And uh, so in Christ, we have received every spiritual blessing. If we take a look and keep reading, and we're going to see these spiritual blessings that we have in Christ, Paul is going to say this. The first uh, spiritual blessing that we have in Christ is this, that God chose us to belong to Christ before the world was created. He chose us to be holy and without blame in his eyes. He loved us. And so there's the first one. There's a lot uh, to unpack in uh, Ephesians 1, 4, and that's how he starts it off. He says, "You have, uh, we have spiritual blessings with God right now, and they start with he chose us to belong to Christ before the world was even created. You know, you could meditate on that and think about that for a minute, and that's just mind-blowing, isn't it, that God chose us? It's no wonder we were running away from God. See, he He chose us to be to belong to Christ. We didn't choose to belong to Christ, did we? Okay, and so when God sees us now, not only do we belong to Christ, but we are holy and without blame in his eyes. Okay, and so... So when we actively responded to the finished work of Jesus Christ, we were placed in Christ by the Holy Spirit. Remember, a life not accepting the finality of the cross is not a life living in freedom. It's not a gift, you see. So when we take a look at what the Holy Spirit has done with us at conversion, we're going to see that the Holy Spirit has actually united us into Christ Jesus. And for our benefit, Christ now is our wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. 
He made us pure and holy and freed us from sin. That's 1 Corinthians 1.30. So God loved the whole world. That's why he gave his son. Okay, so let's uh, remember that. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. Okay, and then 1 John 4, 9 says, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Okay, and uh, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away all of our sins, you see. So God loved us. That's why he sent his son. And then First uh, John four eleven, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. Now, of course, we know we uh, can't give away something we don't have. But in Christ, we have his love. And now his love can come out of us and flow through us to others. So Paul is referring to spiritual blessings that we have now with God, the Father, okay? So he chose to adopt us into his own family long ago. That's the next spiritual blessing that we want to talk about that we have with God. Then in Ephesians 1, 5, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Now, that's mind-blowing itself. You know, if you uh, know what it's like to be adopted, you didn't choose your parents, did you? Your parents chose you. And that's the way it was with God our Father. He chose you. He chose us to be his children. You see? So, spiritual blessings. Uh... Uh, with God include acceptance. Now God accepts us. He accepts us, Ephesians 1, 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Now, folks, in Christ, that word accepted there, it just means to take somebody just the way they are without wanting or trying to change them. How many people in this world have, have said to you, what's wrong with you, you see? There's no acceptance there, is there? And, you know, that's something we're all looking for. We're all, we all have a desire to be accepted, don't we? And so when the world doesn't accept you, remember that God does. You're in Christ, and he accepts you just the way you are, okay? And so, of course, this is the, the one we started off with, redemption. What is redemption? In him we have redemption through his blood. Ephesians 1, seven, the first part of that verse. So redemption, folks, is God's effective work of grace, purchase, purchasing us from the debt of sin and bringing us into our new status, being in Christ. So, folks, there was a, a conversion. At conversion, there was an exchange. We were exchanged. We were taken out of Adam, placed in Christ. And at that moment, that when that happened, we were given the right to be called God's children, okay? And so this is what he's referring to. He's referring to uh, redemption means no longer are you uh, that old caterpillar, but you're that butterfly. 
Anyone in Christ is a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. John 1.12, to all who believed in him, to those who accepted him, God gives them the right to be called children of God. Okay. And so that's what he's referring to. He's, uh, he's talking about spiritual blessings. And uh, Paul goes on to say uh, in Ephesians 1.7, He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave all of our sins. You see, so not only do we have a new status in Christ, children of God, but we have been forgiven of all of our sins. Notice that he speaks in the past tense there, that uh, because of the blood of Jesus, we have been forgiven. Okay, and that's that's past tense forgiveness. That's new covenant forgiveness, folks. New covenant forgiveness was unconditional and final and based entirely on what Jesus Christ did. Okay, so we're forgiven of our sins <clears throat> through the blood of Jesus, not our confession. Okay, and Paul goes on, you know, he goes on and talks about these spiritual blessings. But uh, that's, uh, you know, and, and we can go to verse 8 and verse 9 and 10 and 11, and we could just go right on through there and see all the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. And I challenge you to go through there, go from... Uh, verse 7, go clear to uh, verse 11. And so, because this is uh, about redemption, we don't want to go any farther than that, but we do want to get the context of this. When we look at Ephesians 1, 7, and it talks about redemption, we can read that, and it looks pretty encouraging, but we have to remember Paul is talking about spiritual blessings that we already have with God, okay? And redemption is just one of those. Okay, and so that's uh, where we're at on that. But, uh, you know, an example is uh, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. Okay, <clears throat> so this is another spiritual blessing, uh, the, the mystery of the will of God. Ephesians 1.9 that he's referring to. That's Christ in us, the hope of glory, isn't it? A mystery of his will. If you're in Christ, you're in God's will. To do God's will is to trust Christ and put your confidence in him moment by moment, and now you're doing God's will. You see how easy that is? So he says to examine yourselves, to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Don't you realize that Christ is in you? You see there? He's not distant or clean. He's close. We're one spirit with him. And then he goes on to say, here's, here's more. You know, Ephesians, uh, you know, we're still in Ephesians. And he's writing about spiritual blessing. Now he's talking about inheritance. The next thing he talks about is God works everything out for his good. You know, and that's one of our uh, spiritual blessings that we have now with God is that he works all things out together for good. Of course, Ephesians 1.11, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Now, folks, God is in the process of forming us into the people he wants us to be in. So problems shouldn't surprise us. They shouldn't be uh, mind-blowing and cause anxiety and fear in us. But we have to remember that, uh, you know, God loves us, but he loves us too much to keep us the way we are. 
And so we're going to see that uh, Paul, again, Romans 8, 28, 29, this is a famous verse. And we now, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. You see there, so uh, there, God has a plan. You know, a lot of times we don't see a plan, but, but he does. He has a plan. And of course, Ephesians 1.14, the spirit of God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. So these are the spiritual blessings with God that we have. And uh, we're going to cinch that up with a nice bow. And uh, God has given us a guarantee uh, that uh, he, uh, he says now, you are my people. And uh, so you're no longer the in-Adam sinner, but you're in Christ. You're children of God. So when we take a verse like Ephesians 1, 7, we have to get the full context of this. So that starts with Ephesians 3. And uh, we see there that Paul's talking about spiritual blessings. We've received every spiritual blessing in Christ. If you take a look at that again. Okay. And so, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. Say that today. Each day say this. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I was chosen to be in Christ before the world was created. God chose to adopt me. God accepts me in Christ. I am redeemed and set free, meaning I'm no longer in Adam. Sinner, I'm in Christ, child of God. I am forgiven of all my sins. I am experiencing the mystery of God's will. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have an inheritance, and I am sealed by the Holy Spirit. You see, so that's what Paul's referring to. He's speaking about the nine spiritual blessings that we have in Christ right now, and redemption is just one of them. So be encouraged. I hope this encourages you. Remember uh, that... uh, We wanted to thank you for subscribing to our podcast here. And if you're interested in more Grace Teaching, tune in right here and uh, come on back. And uh, we're uh, here to encourage you. Thank you. God bless.